0: This is Franchise
1: Today on Wednesday, June 26th, 2019. I'm Stan Friedman, and I'm coming to you from the FRM Solutions Studios in the fashionable Buckhead community of Atlanta, Georgia. Hey, speaking of Buckhead, it was great visiting with Grand Chapman last week, right here at FRM, as he and so many others of Franchising's marketing elite were in town, most for the Franchise Update Marketing Leadership Conference which is always was held at the beautiful Intercontinental Hotel right here in Atlanta. It was great too last week to make the acquaintance of Woodall Creative Group's founder and CEO, Tracy Woodall, along with her creative director, Jeffrey Love, both of whom are in town too from their corporate home base in Braselton, Georgia. And speaking of meetings, in just a few minutes, you'll be meeting this week's guest as I introduce you to my good friend, Peer and franchise professional, the professor and oracle of Zoracle herself, Rebecca Monet. But first, let me thank last week's guest, Kit Vinson, not only for the great interview that he delivered, but for the take home value he provided the audience and me, but for all of the promotion too that he's given me after my appearance as a guest on his podcast, the Franchise Manual Podcast. And you can find that interview which, by the way, took me back, I mean, way back to my childhood with some of the things that Kit Kit dug deep and got out of me. And you can find that interview, along with dozens more, at Franman.net. Or as is the case with Franchise Today, you can likely find the Franchise Manual podcast, too, available for download on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and virtually any place podcast libraries are housed. One last word about Kit. If you think that he and I had a little bit of fun last week and were cutting up, yeah, we did. In fact, we had so much fun that I hope it showed. But seriously, the takeaways that Kit shared in his interview were priceless. I thank you again for that, Kit. And I thank you both personally as well as on behalf of my audience. Also, just ahead of the front of the house and in my interview with Rebecca Monet, it's time now for this week's birthday wishes to our franchise friends and family, here on Franchise Today and an expansive list it is this week, including FranFund CEO and fellow IFA supplier board member Jeff Sieber, my long-term buddy and Jake's Burger Chief Development Officer Bill Chamero, a couple of my old WSI comrades turn a year older this week. Happy birthday to you, Joe White and Nathan Weber. And from my zone days, then-franchisee Kenny Eccles. Celebrates his 30th, I think it's his 37th birthday this week as well. So too does franchise marketer, promoter, and printer Bob Friedline. Brian Ahern also joins the list along with two of my all-time faves, Rob Eberly and Rich Del Juno. As we make our way to the final turn, Decor and You founder, CEO, and fellow IFA diversity board member and friend Karen Powell celebrates to this week, as does operations guru, Evan Hackle, Google Analytics specialist, Jimmy Weeks, Atlanta franchise attorney, Perry McGuire, and the Mac Daddy of them all. Are you ready for this? Franchise marketing guru and motivational speaker, Tom Feltenstein, becomes an octogenarian this week. You check that word out and see what that means. Well, there it is. It was a long list this week, and I hope I got them all in. So many happy returns. Our wish to each of you, one and all. And now, on to this week's front of the house, where the golden arches of McDonald's celebrate holding on to their number one spot as the largest restaurant chain in the USA, raking in $38.52 billion in total sales, according to Nation's Restaurant News. Starbucks remains in second place, with total sales of $20.49 billion and making its way into 3rd Chick-fil-A has the biggest jump of the three chains, advancing this year from number seven to number three. The fast food company brought in $10.46 billion in total sales, pushing Subway out of third position. And they did this as a chain that doesn't even open on Sundays. According to Nation's Restaurant News, the chain had 16.7% growth in sales in 2018, up from $8.97 billion. And it still has the potential to grow as it continues to add more locations throughout the USA. Also this week in the front of the house, a timely piece showed up in, in the, and it came in from Restaurant Business, and it was all about Firehouse subs. It was timely because my guest next week happens to be Firehouse CEO Don Fox, who will be here to talk about the incredible growth and success this amazing brand has had as it begins closing in on 1,200 locations and how Firehouse is hoping that its first major redesign in a quarter century will help franchisees cope with mounting labor pressures, and just about everyone in fast casual stru- 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 they struggle with those. As well, they're also focusing heavily on evolving c- consumer behavior. We'll talk about all of that and more next week with Don Fox as he joins us here on Franchise Today. That, my friends, is the Solink Front of the House. The Front of the House is brought to you today by Solink, a company that provides amazing loss prevention technology for restaurants and retail. In fact, I describe what Solink does for loss prevention as the equivalent of what Apple and Android have done for cell phones. They've made these tools smarter. Whether you operate a single unit or a multi-unit empire or... If you're the franchisor or an executive with unit-level economics on your mind, you need to learn more about Solink. Once deployed, Solink's technology captures instances of exceptional behavior at all of your sites. Solink then records everything that goes on in the front and the back of the house, and utilizing its amazing technology, it creates reports that direct your attention to the very specific video clips it's captured eliminating the need for you to review hours of tape to identify these situations. And what's best is that Solink does it all with existing point of sale and security equipment. That's right. There's no new hardware needed to put Solink to work for you. As always, find out more about them online at solink.com. That's www.solink.com. And now for today's guest, Rebecca Monet is president and chief scientist of Zoracle Profiles, a franchise-specific provider of a suite of customizable psychometric assessment tools known as SpotOn. On's meta-analysis provides insights that no singular profile, survey, algorithm, or assessment can touch. In fact, Zoracle's spot-on algorithms are informed by no less than seven science, sciences that together deliver with uncanny degrees of certainty probability of or franchisee success and predict performance in so many ways unseen or unheard of in other products. In prior lives, Rebecca has worked with some well-known organizations like Deloitte, the Hayes Group, FranNet, and the iFranchise Group. Delivering services to client companies and providing psychomet- psychometric assessments as well as sales, marketing, training, and operational recommendations. Some clients served included those like 7 Eleven, the Miller Brewing Company, Merle Norman, Signworld, Service Master, Meineke, and Valpac, to name a few. In earlier years, I've learned Rebecca and I shared some common roots, not known at the time. As we both worked for Real G Holdings, or in my case at least, its predecessors, Sendent and HFS, the multi-flagged franchisors of real estate brokerage brands, Coldwell Banker, ERA, and Century 21. Like some of us too, Rebecca's journey has included stints at some places along the way that she might rather forget than talk about, but we'll leave that up to her to determine as we begin unpacking things chronologically. During this interview, Rebecca Monet, longtime friend and newest Franchise Today sponsor, welcome back to the program.
2: I'm excited about being here, Stan.
1: You know, it's almost two years to the day that you were last appearing here on July 18th, 2017 with Paul and me.
2: That's right. Oh, my gosh. It's amazing how time flies. So much has evolved and changed in two years.
1: Well, we're going to talk about all of that and more in, in the time we've got together today. So things are a little different in how we do the podcast as they were when you joined Paul and me back then. So let's get things going with the opening question that I pop to each guest each week. We typically don't find franchising, Rebecca. It finds us. So share with the audience, if you would, how and when did that happen for you?
2: Ah, oh, You're right. It sort of happens on us, doesn't it? Well, my world uh, in the 80s was working with a company called Millionaires in Motion. These were business owners that wanted to grow businesses. So my partner and I would travel all over the world doing workshops and trainings. So working with entrepreneurs wasn't anything that was really new and, and doing consulting work with entrepreneurs wasn't anything new. I'd been doing it many, many years. But there came a time uh, in the early 90s When the travel was more than I could handle, I had a couple of uh, teenagers that needed my eyes on them more closely. I was a a single mama. And uh, I literally went to bed one night and I said, Okay, God, what's next? What's next? And I woke up with um, two words business broker. And at that time, I had never heard of a business broker. So I went to the Yellow Pages of the San Diego, um, the Yellow Pages, and I looked up business broker. And there was like four different business brokers, including a guy that we all know whose name is Howie Bassick of FranNet.
1: Oh, sure.
2: (laughs) So, of course, I called each of these folks. Three of them thought I was nuts when I told them God told me to call them. But Howie said, sure, come in. I'll show you what we, what we do. And instantly, I gotta tell you, Stan, instantly I was fascinated with this uh business model, this marketing strategy called uh franchising, and Howie Basic was uh just became quite the mentor to me, teaching me everything he possibly could about uh franchising and of course me in turn. Uh, sharing everything I knew about psychographics and human behavior. And um, it it ended up being a really good relationship where where we mutually benefited from that relationship. That was my introduction uh, to franchising.
1: And where did the education about all these psychographics and all the sciences that you've been party to, where did that education come from?
2: So much of my study has been literally me reading and reading and reading but the biggest training for me came on a one to one uh years ago my uncle I call him Dr um uh, uncle stash a red headed scottish man uh introduced me to uh Dr Douglas Jackson Um, who was with Sigma Assessments uh, back on the East Coast. And I was kind of lost. I got to tell you, I was lost back then. I'd recently been divorced. I had two babies I was raising on my own. And my uncle had me uh, meet uh, Dr. Jackson, who applied this uh, assessment, a psychographic assessment, And from that uh, assessment, I not only learned a lot about myself, it made me just endlessly curious about myself, but it also said that, that I would likely someday be a small business owner. I became so fascinated uh, with psychographics and how a tool could tell me what my future was, uh, especially considering I was lost. And I mean, I was just, I had no idea what I was going to do with the rest of my life. And so uh, Dr. Jackson took me under his wing and, and became a mentor. Uh, to me, and the design and construction of psychographic assessment and taught me how they apply to various areas of uh, personal life and relational and teams. And uh, later, I learned how all of that applied to building businesses and uh, selecting the right franchisees. But I would be nowhere if it hadn't been for uh, Dr. uh, Dr. Jackson.
1: So, it it amazes me that you can – I almost – kind of feel like it's kind of like an executive chef in a kitchen. You've got all these different ingredients in the kitchen and you put the right combination of things together to create a recipe. And in your world, you've got seven different sciences that you've woven into an algorithm that each in its own way contributes to a finished product that just creates so, so much information about an individual who only takes maybe an eight or 10 minute online quiz to generate all this information. I'm marvel I've been marveling at this thing for years since I first got introduced to it, and I still scratch my head in wonderment. And- it is kind of fascinating.
2: <laughs> it is kinda of fascinating. I mean
1: it's different. <laughs>
2: It's different. And you know, it's interesting because this idea of a meta-analysis is not new in the world of science and in the world of medicine. In fact, I was introduced to it uh, when I was um, at the Natural Healing Institute of of Naturopathy, where I taught for 12 years. I taught neurology, I taught endocrinology, I taught nutrition, it's uh, psychoneuroendocrinology. But a lot of that was learning about when you do a blood chemistry or you, do an x-ray or you do a sonogram or you know when a doctor looks at you he's not just looking at one tiny little red blood count marker he is looking at all of who you are to discern what's going on in your body and what he or she can do to help you get to a high level of health. So the idea of meta-analysis has been used in other worlds forever. And so to me, it only made logical sense to take everything that I had learned from Dr. Jackson and apply this medical model that I had learned uh, at NHI and say, how can we get a bigger, deeper understanding <laughs> of a business? owner by using more than just a personality test. That would tell us they're introverted and extroverted and they would have fun at a party. or It would tell us certain things, but it wouldn't tell us enough to let us know, will this person be a good fit within this franchise system and will they perform well? It wasn't enough Data, So the idea was how do you take these various studies, meta-analysis, and put them together into something simple where the average person could read that report and know exactly what's going on with that prospective franchisee or current franchisee. So it was just kind of combining the medical model with a psychographic model and putting those things together um, is, is all we did with with uh, Zorical.
1: Without getting too terribly complex because this is not the audience for, you know, things like scientific and psychographic and <laughs> and metadata, um, but keeping it in plain English, tell us how you arrived at seven sciences and what those seven sciences are.
2: So... Um- It evolved, like like all things. It sort of evolved. It started uh, back in the 80s when I was studying the work of Stanford Research Institute in a program called VALS, where you understand... Uh, what motivates and what drives someone, which can help you predict what they're going to buy, can help you predict uh, certain behaviors. But it still wasn't enough. It didn't tell you about their core competencies, which then drove me to study, well, how do you measure core competencies? And there's all kinds of tests that that do that. In fact, any good HR director is using them. But I realized in franchising, just assessing competencies also wasn't enough because many of our uh, prospective franchisees could be VP of, you know information technology. And now they're running a business where they have to market, they have to sell, they have to train, they have to manage uh, people. And so I needed something that could measure not just competencies, but the strengths that could turn into competencies. And so that drove me towards the Gallup research model, the the strengths finder. So much of this just kind of evolved out of what's missing, what's missing, what else do we need What else do we need to know? Things like culture. These were no longer business owners that were you know, innovative entrepreneur, creating something on their own, they're working under a system, they're working under um, a set of rules that a franchise or has put forth that if they embrace, they're going to ramp up uh, well. So I needed to know, did that franchisee fit within the culture? Well, how do we measure that, right? And then as I learned more, and a lot of this from Howie Bassick, how these um, companies evolve and they change and they go through various crises and challenges then it was, wait a second, not every franchisee belongs in an early stage franchise system. Some need to be in something much more established. So that got me studying Ellie Grenner's work and Dr. Churchill, um, Neil Churchill's work to learn about the evolution of business. So it was a a process. It was just a process of what all do we need to know about this candidate to know that they are uh, someone who's going to feel comfortable within this franchise system, and ultimately perform uh, well by embracing what the franchisor uh, has has offered them in their value package.
1: So why don't you walk us through some of the progressions from Howie Bassett days up to today and help us understand the things that have advanced in this field and how these tools uh, have progressed over time and the difference between those early days and what the product looks like and does today is spot on.
2: Oh, wow. This is a journey to the past, right? Yeah, Um, back to
1: the future. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
2: For someone who's so future-oriented. Well, I met Howie Bassick in 92 or or 93 and and instantly uh, started to begin to craft a – an assessment uh he had already had what he called a confidential questionnaire, so it was taking that questionnaire and adding some psychographics within it that then could be provided to uh, the prospective franchisee and the franch and the brokers could then interact with those um, Perspective franchisees. But in the early days uh, with Howie Bassick, um, pretty much what I was bringing to the table in terms of psychographics was uh, values and something called meta programs, which we still now. Uh, offer. So you had the values, the drivers, the motives of an individual, which lets you know a lot about their behavior and their thinking and how they make dis- um, make choices amongst several franchise concepts. But we also had this thing called metaprograms, which is a uh, a neurolinguistics um, pattern uh, that, or study, uh, which I learned in the early days from Tad James and um, uh, Anthony Robbins and uh, Robert Dilts and others that were teaching, and I was taking every possible class I could take. So early days, that's it. That's all we did: Howie Basic, uh, the, the questionnaire combined with our psychographics, uh, the meta programs, and the and the values. And it was helpful for a lot of years. Uh, and in in fact, um, we we took the the that. Tool and automated it much much later in 2006, but in between then, um, between the time working with with Howie and developing that that tool, um, I we had I had a partnership with um, someone with the Franchise Navigator. We we co founded the Franchise Navigator. And um, my partner at that time was, had a strong background in, in franchising, great at sales, and managing projects. And, of course, I brought the human behavior side and the psychographic side uh, to the table. So we partnered um, in the Franchise Navigator, and that was late 1997, early 1998. Keep in mind, back in those days, it was still pen and paper. So you would, when I would do a research project for the franchise navigator, it was a pen and paper test that was then faxed to a franchisee, franchisee would fill it out, it would fax it back, and I would have to manually score Hmm. (laughs) each of (laughs) the. You know, you got the scorecard, right, that you're doing. It's kind of like when you're in school and you're filling in those circles, right? And so I would have to manually score those assessments. And then from the data, um, create top performer um, models of what was causing success within certain uh, franchise systems who was doing well and who who wasn't so those were my franchise uh, navigator uh, days um, when it was still all kind of pen and paper kind of days
1: when did all that start moving into the to the world that you're in today where somebody can actually get online and answer these? 10 or 11 minutes worth of questions. And you put out a product that if nobody has seen this, uh, they owe it to themselves to get a look because not only is it laid out nice, but I mean, all of the material that goes into the reports, likening this person, if this person was a, uh, a company, you'd be this company. If you are, you know, you liken people to individuals that they can relate to where does all that information come from?
2: So again, research, I'm kind of a nut about that. And, and one of the things Dr. Jackson taught me was how to quickly see patterns and quickly see trends. Um, and correlations that maybe the naked eye might not be able uh, to to see. But from the Navigator days, I actually uh, was sort of pushed out of the world of franchising for uh, a number of, of years. For about five and a half years, I kind of left the world of franchising. And uh, one day I got a call from uh, Steve Rosen, and uh, Jack Armstrong from FranNet. And that was 2006. And um, they said, we're still using the assessment tool you created, the CQ combination. And um, we want to talk to you about automating it. And would you be interested in taking this to uh, the next level? So it was like, another window to be able to get back into the world of franchising uh, and they opened that door for me. And that, of course, during that five years of kind of a sabbatical from franchising, I am I am studying everything I can possibly get my hands on, particularly around work styles and culture and um, those kinds of things that I hadn't really looked at in, in the past. So by the time we created what was then called the Noodle Metrics, um, the tool for in 2006 that was an exclusive tool designed just for uh, FranNet brokers Um we, I had had plenty of time to kind of see what worked, what, what didn't work, and had some really great feedback during that time. So you can see that the tool evolved from a values and metaprograms to now it's a values, metaprograms, culture, work style, leadership style kind of a uh, a tool. And I was able to start to measure competencies. So now I knew how to create the syntax to do that, where maybe I didn't have those skills in, you know, the the 1990s uh, that I now had in in the mid-2000s, uh, 2005, 2006.
1: And the idea for Zoracle emerged when?
2: So Zoracle came about um, after uh, Franet purchased my company, which was called Proven Match, uh, which was basically an evolution of noodle metrics to prove and match. And, uh, Franet purchased my company, um, in 2012. And then, uh, Zorco launched in 2000. And- uh, 13. Uh, the focus now had shifted a little bit because the tools that had been created, uh, prior for, for Frannet were tools that were specific to franchise brokers to help them understand their perspective franchisee and to help them communicate and, and discern what kind of companies might be a good fit. But now that uh, opened up a whole nother, uh, realm for me with, um, Zoracle to be able to provide these services directly to the franchise. we had started it with proven match, but hadn't taken it to the point that uh, we wanted. And now with Zoracle, we are able to do that. Um, giving me, you know, as a researcher and as, uh, I, I love data and I love seeing what works and what doesn't work. So now it allowed me an opportunity to really get in and do some research on, on franchised, uh, systems. Um, you know, with Zorco having launched in 2013.
1: So when we come back from a quick break, we're going to take a look more closely, we're going to look more closely at what it is that the Zorco product can do today, how it does what it does today, and all the different benefits available actually still to brokers as well as to franchisors. But first we're going to hear a word from our newest sponsor. Any idea who that might be? (laughs) Stand by, it's coming your way.
0: Franchise Today will be right back. But first, a word from our sponsors.
1: This portion of Franchise Today is brought to you by Zoracle, providers of spot-on profiles, the gold standard of assessment tools that assure you're selecting the right franchisees every time. Unlike disc or others that simply gauge personality or communication styles, Zorical's spot-on assessments are all franchise-specific and based upon seven sciences that nail the results each and every time. Your prospects simply answer a few questions online, and like magic, Zorical's algorithms scientifically slice, dice, and analyze their thresholds for risk, their business acumen, and even their propensity for single or multi-unit ownership. Zorical's spot-on analysis is like having a crystal ball. But there's no hoodoo here. It's all based upon science that flawlessly determines franchisee, franchisor compatibility, and accurately predicts performance. Why don't you schedule a demo today and take a complimentary look and see for yourself it's the closest thing to a sure thing. Zorical, spot on assessments based on science, but delivering results that seem simply magical. Check them out at www.zoricalprofiles.com. Franchise Today is produced and presented each week by FRM Solutions, providing best in class CRM and document management software designed specifically for franchising. FRM enables real time business intelligence, communication, and collaboration between all members of the Franchisor's team and their prospective and existing franchisees. This empowers your team to simply and seamlessly track, access, and manage all communication to and from prospective and existing franchisees, including texts. Legal and compliance is simplified too, with FRM's document management, and even site visits can be digitally facilitated and scored using FRM. Make today the day you give FRM a look and assure that all of your candidate and franchisee correspondence, including texts, are being permanently tracked and archived in candidate and franchisee records. FRM even provides state-of-the-art digital experiences for your prospective franchisees, replacing old-style virtual brochures. There are no long-term contracts required. Multiple upgrades are offered each year at no additional cost. No excuses, just solutions on the web at frmsolutions.com. Rebecca, just before the break, we were touching on something that actually I heard myself reading in your commercial about how your product can even figure out whether a company at its stage of growth is going to contribute to the potential success or failure or lack of success, perhaps, of the franchisee because that person may be better suited from perhaps a more mature environment than startup or the other way around. Talk about the value of that data alone.
2: It's so big, Stan. Uh, Neil Churchill says there are five predictable stages uh, of growth. Other models will suggest six, but suffice it to say within each of those stages of growth are predictable crises and challenges um and obviously the value package and the culture evolves and changes as the franchise or uh, evolves and change. I mean, there are individuals that thrive in environments where they get to be the hunter. They get to be first to market. They like that they're new and they like the idea that there aren't a thousand systems in place that they have to follow. So there, there are folks that just thrive in that environment. And then, as, as you know, you've been in the business long enough to, to see there are others that just do much better in a more highly established franchise system where the brand is recognizable. It's much more of a, what we call a plug and play or an empire of business where you just have to embrace and capitalize. Uh, on those uh, systems and they need uh, those systems to be able to get where they want, want to go. So we're all different, right? We're all different. And this is just one of the markers that that Zoracle uses to determine which franchise system someone would be a good fit in, or uh, if um, someone is ahead or behind where the franchisor is and how that franchisor can manage uh, the expectations of that individual.
1: So I'm certain, Rebecca, that there are franchise organizations that this product is perfectly suited for. And I'm going to guess it would be those that recruit franchises, not sell them, um, whereby the franchisor really has a significant invested vested interest in trying to bring the right person that will fit the culture and make an exceptional a business opportunity out of the tools that are being provided to him when he's accepted as a franchisee um you can't help companies that just want to sell though can you
2: no no it's, it's so interesting you know having been in this space for 26 years now um Initially, when franchisors would come searching for a tool like like Zorcal um, or Proven Match in the past, uh, it was franchisors that were struggling. They were having retention issues, and they, you know, couldn't figure out why. Or they were having compliance issues, or they were having um, ramp up problems with their franchisees, or performance uh, issues. So they would come um, and say help us fix it. Maybe maybe every monkey can't do this business. And I think some franchisors truly believed if they just had a solid system and somebody would just follow it, they would be successful." Um, and so they didn't bother truly getting to know the prospective franchisee because they knew their systems worked. But you have folks that can't follow system, don't want to follow system. It's not the highest and best use of their energy to do that. They're more creative. They're more innovative. So, so I totally, totally uh, agree. The franchisor that appreciate psychographic assessments are those that are looking long term they want their franchisees to fit within the system knowing that if they fit they're protecting the brand equity of the of their franchise they're going to retain longer they're not franchisors that are wham bam let's just get franchisees on board so we can get those dollars up front these are franchisors that are long term thinkers that know creating a win win um situation a good fit will ultimately help both the franchisee and them uh to perform perform well and you know what i got to i got to tell you it's changing more and more franchisors are awarding versus just selling. I, I definitely see that. Folks like yourself, the IFA, Steve Olson, and many others have been educating people uh, about the importance of the selection process, um, and franchisors are are getting it.
1: Well, and that's a good thing, Rebecca. That's an excellent thing, actually. I, I don't know yet that there are enough of them. There'll never be enough of them. I think if the entire universe. Did nothing but that. I'd be satisfied, but you know we'll never see that occur. But yeah. But two, then there are different ways that you're able to serve franchisors based on the size and the age of the of the concepts. Isn't that right?
2: That that's true. Some of our bigger uh, franchisors aren't bringing on, you know dozens of franchisees every year, uh, they may actually be choosing to hover and at a certain stage of growth and they're wanting stronger unit level, uh, economics as an example, or they have B player franchisees that something's missing, something's amiss here. And what can they do to help those uh, franchisees? So for those franchisors, um, a lot of the work around the skills, the emotional and social intelligence markers uh, will help them coach, mentor those franchisees to go to the next level of production. If you kind of do a gap analysis, here's your high performers from a psychographic perspective, and here's that B player that really, really does want to get better by running an assessment. You you got this gap analysis that says, oh, okay, I see. I need to work on my marketing skills, or I need to work on my leadership skills, or my conflict management skills, or my influence skills. And those are trainable, teachable f- skills, the emotional and social intelligence as well as the core competencies are trainable. But if we're not measuring them, we don't know what is causing success, then it's hard for someone to get better at it. If I know I'm not good at building a team or I'm not good at managing people or whatever whatever it is, then I can either outsource that or hire someone to that. Or if it's appropriate for me as a franchisee to be better at that myself, then I can learn how to do, uh, do that better.
1: And so for more mature brands that have a larger universe of franchisees, you can actually survey their population and then quartile them and then find the attributes that Are the common denominators that they ought to be looking for? Isn't that correct?
2: That's correct. And we can do that in small organizations, but we have more data points when we have the larger right. ones, right? We're able to kind of narrow it down a little bit. Now, the smaller organizations will use that data point, those data points and what separates their high performers from their low performers and their mid performers to better recruit their ideal franchisee. Cause now they know exactly statistically what their ideal franchisee and the bigger franchisors. Uh, will will use the data not just for recruitment but they will also use it to take the system to the next level I'll give you a crazy example uh, we did um, a top performer blueprint on a larger franchise or uh, it's probably been about 14 months ago uh, now and there were several emotional social intelligence markers initiative commitment as an example influence uh, adaptability markers like that that had a unbelievable correlation financially and then that franchisor goes okay if this is trainable how do we teach someone these skills like the skill of initiative which by the way we're seeing over the last many years a steady decline societally and with our franchisees in their ability to take initiative initiative is a form of courage it's it's um Getting up and doing what you need to do day in, day out, whether you feel confident, whether you know what you're doing, whether you want to or not. Its initiative is doing what you need to do to grow that business, and we are seeing societally and in franchising th- this particular marker dropping. And for this one franchise or in particular, we saw a dramatic um, drop, uh, even compared to the norms. And uh, so the franchisor started to implement certain programs to help the franchisee develop courage to be able to reward them and acknowledge them and push them outside of their comfort zones and develop that courage, we know as we develop that just that one marker, and we're measuring hundreds, of course, but that one marker will have that production and the profitability go up for that franchisee and then ultimately for the franchisor.
1: I'd like you to spend a minute or two helping the audience understand how this process works once they become a client of Zoracle and how the franchise prospect who takes the online survey Uh, gets an instant email and there's some information that's shared with he or her and then to the franchisor gets a report that tells them some things like this person might be suited for single unit or multi-unit or even empire building. Talk a little bit about how each of those transactions occurs and how you bring it all together for your clients.
2: So the first step is to do the research um which is is a four step process. The first step is we get the leadership team together uh at the franchise system and we set standards and benchmarks in place. So this will be the standards and benchmarks that franchisor will use to help us separate the high performers from the mid performers from the low performers. So the standards could be things like profitability or revenue or market share or customer retention or social media scores. It's, for each franchise system, it could be different, but they will come together and they will say, these are the markers. These are the standards that we're going to use to determine who the high performers are, who the mid-performers are, and who the low-performers are. So that's kind of step one. Step two is to have all of the franchisees take the assessment, or as many as we can get to take uh, the assessment. As we gather that data, then the franchisor separates those uh, franchisees into three, maybe four categories Um, As it relates to the standards, these 15 franchisees are high performers, high compatibility based on the standards, revenue, profitability, et cetera, et cetera. These are the high performers. These are the mid performers. These are the low performers. Then our job at Zoracle is to look at the corollaries and the causation. What causes these franchisees that are highly compatible and high performers to ramp up faster from a psychographic perspective? What causes these franchisees to retain longer, to be more satisfied, to perform better? Our job is to look at the standards and then determine what psychographic markers have any kind of correlation to that or any kind of causation. We call that a blueprint, a, a, a franchisee blueprint, top performer blueprint. And then from there, we write a set of algorithms where That's implemented into the software, and the franchisor now gives that same assessment to a prospective franchisee. The franchisee gets online, goes through a handful of questions, takes them, as you mentioned, Stan, just a few minutes uh, to go through it, and then that prospective franchisees' data is now compared to the high performers. How does this individual compare to those who are fitting well and doing well, retaining well? How how is this individual being compared? And then the franchisor instantly gets a report back called the Eclipse Report, which gives him uh, side-by-side, categorically compares that prospect to the high performers. In turn, the prospect gets another report. He doesn't see, what the Zora is getting. He only sees his own um, data, um, and the hope is with that kind of data, the, the prospect gets a, an insight into themselves. I always say that the, one of the biggest questions a prospective franchisee is asking is, do I have what it takes to be a business owner? And the tool answers that question for them. It doesn't tell them this franchise system. Um, the prospect doesn't get that answer. The franchisor gets that answer, or the franchise broker gets that answer, Yes, this is a good fit, or maybe not.
1: And then you talked a lot about the early days with, with FranNet, and even into the more current conversation, I've heard a lot of discussion from you with reference to franchise brokers. So, what percentage of brokers are using this today, or using this, or tools like this today, um, in the early stage introspections that they help their client candidates have as they're learning about the brands? They may not even have been shown which brands they're going to look at yet, but they're learning, I guess, more about which brands to show, aren't they?
2: Yeah, e- exactly. Um, so we have brokers using the tool that are in every major franchise broker uh, group, FBA, FranServe, IFPG, FCC, FranChoice, TS, Murphy Business, you name it. We have franchise brokers in all of those organizations. And the tool Uh, is an engagement tool uh, between the broker and the prospective franchisee. And it gives them a look into that prospective franchisee's uh, heart and mind and skills, um, and then allows that broker to have deeper, more meaningful uh, conversations. And then recently, we just uh, released um, the spot-on match on their dashboards, on the broker's dashboards, which also then uh, allows them to statistically match their candidate to all of the franchisors that are within, uh, that are clients of Zoracle that we've done the research on. We know exactly what causes someone to be successful in their system. So the broker is now able on his dashboard to see the top uh, matches for their, their candidate, where before... You know, in early Frannet days, um, Frannet represented maybe 75 franchise systems that they had vetted, and they and the brokers were well trained on. But in today's business model, the broker is required to understand 300, 400 franchise systems, which is in my mind, just overwhelming. So the spot on match helps the broker uh, begin to narrow that down, that this is a candidate that fits well in a stage one or stage two franchise system. This is a candidate that fits well in this kind of culture. This is a candidate that has these uh, competencies and then they're able to line it straight up with any franchise system wherein their prospect looks like the high performer's thus giving them the highest likelihood of feeling good in that business and also uh, performing well.
1: And you do it in such a beautifully graphical way that it's so simple to, you know, it's not having to read lines and lines of data because I want to make certain that my franchise or executive friends understand that even an ADD guy like me can lay eyes on one of these reports and instantly know what I'm looking for and the scattergrams and the visuals and the charts and It's all just an amazingly easy to comprehend um, tool that I use, frankly, before I hire people. I mean, it's not even franchise centric, my application, but who wouldn't want to hire somebody who's got all the attributes of a good franchisee, even when you're hiring somebody for your own team? Rebecca, in the time left to us, is there anything that I haven't asked you that you wished I would have?
2: Uh, I can't think of a thing. I mean, this this, <laughs> this conversation went so many different directions. I think we covered it. Well, but it. I hope
1: we brought it all back together. How can the audience learn more? Um, is there a way for them to even take one of these assessments for themselves and, and find out or see hands on firsthand what it can do for them?
2: Yeah, please do. Go to the Zoracle website, zoracleprofiles.com. And there's a button right there at the top. Uh, take assessment. Takes you about 12 minutes, 15 minutes if you're, you know, gotta think about it. You'll get your results back instantly if you're interested uh, in any other reports like having yourself compared to a franchise system just so you can feel what that looks like then um, we're happy to send you those reports on yourself so you can see what that looks like but you'll get a report back instantly
1: and then how can people find you beyond the website is there any information you want to share or is the website the best place for them to go
2: The website and, of course, my phone. I'm always open to take any calls. um, And I can be reached at 760-207-2214. That's my direct cell.
1: This has been a pleasure, Rebecca, and I can't believe how quickly we have flown through all of this. I hope that we, because we understand it, it makes sense to us. I hope we haven't confused anyone along the way. But I think that the best thing for everyone to do is go ahead and take it yourself and see for yourself. I always say better to be convinced by self than somebody trying to tell you what they think you should understand or believe in. Um, You take one of these assessments for yourself and then be certain that you share it with your spouse. Because when I took it, I said, well, that's not me. No, that's not me. My wife looked at it and said, spot on is spot on. Um, It's kind of like listening to yourself on a recording or looking at yourself in a three-way mirror. Um, It doesn't look like you to you or sound like you sound to yourself. But guess what? That's what others are seeing and hearing from their points of view. So don't throw the baby out with the bathwater, give it a try, but get your spouse to have a look at it too and validate exactly what it is you're, you're learning. Rebecca, thank you again for being with us and thank you for sharing so much with our audience today. And remember, And remember, next week I'm going to be joined by the aforementioned Don Fox, CEO of Firehouse Subs and a 45-year restaurant industry veteran. Don's career has spanned everything from scrubbing pots and pans at a local Italian restaurant back in New Jersey to his now iconic and illustrious career in food service management that began at Six Flags Amusement Parks, took him through 23 years with the Burger King organization on his way to growing Firehouse to nearly 1,200 stores over the past 15 years. We'll talk about it all next week right here on Franchise Today. Remember, subscribe to Franchise Today at Block Talk Radio and download us from iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, or virtually any podcast library aggregator. You can even ask Alexa to play the latest episode of Franchise Today. And remember, until this time next week, I'm Stan Friedman. Wishing you the best, the very best of all things franchising, and Franchise Today is out.